Hi, welcome to the Haven Youth Church Podcast. We want to thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message encourages you and empowers you to be all God created you to be. We love you. Welcome to the family. Verse 46, the Bible says, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus. If I was in my Bible and I were in your shoes uh, or your seat, I would just circle his name, Bartimaeus. It's important to the text. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. Say cry out. And say, Jesus, thou son of David. Everybody else is talking about Jesus of Nazareth. This guy's saying something else. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. It's another phrase for the purpose of this message. Underline or highlight that. Jesus stood still. And commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Did I miss a verse? Did, 48. See, this is why you got to follow along. People will be saying stuff that isn't even in the scripture, and you don't know because you're not, you know, you guys said you had the Bible, like you said you were here with the word, okay? So I missed the whole passage. Verse 48. And many, cha- many charged him. That he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he re- received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I want to speak to us on this thought. When Jesus stood still at Jericho. When Jesus stood still at Jericho. Lord, Lord God, we come to you again tonight. And we ask now that you give us ears to hear, hearts to receive. Lord, what you would have said to us in the room tonight from your word. Pray the Holy Spirit, revealer of truth, would bring revelation. God, God, bring, bring us to a point of change. Not hearers only, but doers of your word, and we give you the glory and the honor. <clears throat> Jericho. Jericho, Jesus finds a blind man. If you read John's account, it's two. <clears throat> it's only two instances in Scripture where we see that Jesus actually went to Jericho. And we know that when he was there, we can assume, we can deduct, deduct that Jesus probably healed some people, right? Because that's what he does. He's a healer, right? 
I wish Maria was here tonight so she could testify again of, of that dynamic healing, right? Just a couple of weeks ago in the room. Man, that was so, ah, that was so cool to see that happen, right? The next week she was at Tribe running around like a crazy one. Fallen, like, oh gosh, don't mess up the miracle, right? Like, don't, don't do it. And uh, so we know that Jesus, while he was in Jericho, no doubt, Okay, the Bible says that if we were to record all of the miracles that Jesus performed, there would not be enough books to contain it, right? So what's interesting about the miracles that Jesus performed and the people that received a miracle, right, in Scripture, we don't know their names. Think about it. There's Jairus, but he didn't get the miracle. It was Jairus' daughter, right? There's... The woman with the issue of blood, but we never learn the woman with the issue of blood's name, right? There's the man with the legion of demons who we call legion, but legion wasn't his name. It's his issue, right? There was the one sick of the palsy where his homies carried him, right? And they ripped the roof off of the house, but we don't know his name. We just know he was one who was sick of the palsy, right? All throughout scripture, think of it. You don't know any names of the individuals whom God performed a miracle for. Outside of Lazarus, who, who was his, who was his you know, really close friend who he raised from the dead, you do not see any names given except blind Bartimaeus. Wild, isn't it? And when you're reading Scripture, there are... There are, there are, are are all kinds of avenues in which the Holy Spirit just gives you beautiful, he's trying to lead you into a deeper, you know, it's the, that's what's beautiful about reading your Bible, is that the, the average reader can, can pull from the bottom shelf, right? You can find cookies in the Bible and munch on them, and it's, and it's wonderful, right? And if you, have, if you struggle with that, even just open Psalms, right? And so anybody can read Psalms and be blessed, right? And so, but for those who want more, Okay, you're willing to dig a little deeper, and there's revelation for you that the Holy Spirit will give. And in this, in this passage, we see that the Holy Spirit is directing us, no doubt, and showing us something about Bartimaeus. Why do we know this man's name? Of all the blind, man's, blind men that received their sight, this one, we actually know his name, son of Timaeus, Right? Bartimaeus. So, so the question is, is, what does his name mean? Right? And so he's the son of Timaeus, which literally means the son of honor. Right? So blind Bartimaeus, who's sitting by the roadside begging, was given a name that was supposed to signify honor. But his existence and his reality was far from his name. And you're like, I don't know what you mean by that. Well, understand in Jewish culture, right? Like you understand that in Jewish culture, names weren't just given out. Like they didn't, it's not like they didn't pray over the name. They sought heaven over who and what they were going to name their child because it was a prophetic declaration to their future. And so... Bartimaeus wasn't just, it wasn't just a, a cool hip name that they saw on the latest uh, uh, bet Netflix binge watch, right? Like, oh, that's a really cool name. We'll name our kid Bartimaeus, right? No, it was, it was them going to the temple 
going to the temple before the priests and, and lifting their son up to, to God the Father and declaring prophetically that our son is going to be a son of honor. Everywhere he goes, he's going to have favor. Everywhere he goes, people are going to take notice and he's going to carry the honor of God and the honor of men. But what do you do when your reality doesn't match the promise of the Father? What do you do when your current circumstance is contrary to the word that you've heard? What do you do when your name is honor, but your reality is beggar? Nobody's calling him Bartimaeus. They're calling him beggar or blind man. I think, I think we can deduct that, that, that his name wasn't known among the people. In fact, he was kind of annoying to the people. There wasn't a lot of honor there. We're going to see them turn against him really quickly when he begins to lift his voice, right? So don't bother the master. You're a beggar. You're a blind man. Don't you remember who you are? Do we have to remind you that coat that we had to put on to you, on to you today? Don't we have to remind you that we had to lead you beside this road so you could beg for your, your daily supply of food today? And he's living in, in Jericho. It's also interesting because... Because Jesus didn't go to Jericho very often. Because Jericho was a cursed city. In fact, God, God in his word, declared that the man that would rebuild Jericho would be cursed. Which is why Ahab, who rebuilt Jericho, lost his firstborn son. And so it wasn't a place, Jer- Jericho wasn't a, a place where, where believers were trying to kick it. The only other time that we see Jesus going there is when he went to Zacchaeus' house. But here's Jesus going to Jericho, the cursed city, the cursed place. And when Jesus goes to the cursed city to talk to perhaps the cursed people, they always come away blessed. And I'm so thankful unto God that when he came to my Jericho, when Jesus came to my Jericho, in the middle of my curse, in the middle of my mess, he looked beyond my circumstance. He looked beyond my failures and my faultings, right? He came to my Jericho and he says, you don't have to stay here. You can leave with me. You don't have to stay where you are. You don't have to wear the coat of defeat. You don't have to wear the coat of shame, but you can come into alignment with a prophetic declaration over your life if you'll get up. And so, Jesus comes to the cursed city of Jericho. And he meets, he meets this blind man sitting on the side of the road. So what does he come there for? Except to heal a blind man. But it was much more than to heal a blind man. He said he come, he come for much more than just to heal a blind man. 
But he come to speak to a Bartimaeus whose current reality didn't match his prophetic destiny. He was coming to realign everything that was wrong, everything that had gone sideways, everything that had gone off track, every curse, every dark word spoken over his life. He had come to realign Bartimaeus with his rightful destiny, with the promise of the Father that was spoken over him. And maybe you can't relate because you don't have a Father that has spoken a Father blessing over you. Maybe it's always been curses for you. But I want to remind you, you have a father. You have an Abba father who is who your heavenly father who looks at you and he calls you the apple of his eye. He calls you blessed. He calls you his righteous. He calls you. He calls you his instrument of fire. Oh, he calls you favored. Oh, yes. He has gone before you to prepare the way. He has gone. He is. He has gone into your future so that all of your tomorrows might be secure. Why? Because you have the blessing of the father. But what do you do when you're cursed? Current reality doesn't match the blessing. What do you do when the word that you received doesn't match your current circumstances? I'll tell you what you do. You get into the presence of Lord, of the Lord, and you have an encounter with God. This is what we learn from the story of blind Bartimaeus. When your current reality doesn't match up with the prophetic word over your life, over the promise of the Father over your life, your response is to get into his presence, but not just his presence, but have a divine encounter so that all that is, all that is sideways, so all that has come, uh, that has come contrary in your life will be righted and you can walk in the fullness of God's promise for your life. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's enough to share out right there a lot better than you responded and so and so if you haven't heard the father uh, speak over you know what your heavenly father has said about you amen 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 and so he comes to this cursed city to restore a man's identity a man's destiny I want to remind you, when you have encounter with the Lord Jesus, he doesn't come to simply save you. Understand, there's more to your experience with the Lord and your relationship with Jesus Christ than, than simple salvation. He's come to restore, he's come to restore the promise of the Father over you. No matter how sideways it's come because of life's circumstances, no matter who's walked out on you or who has spoken ill against you, there is a God, if you will encounter him, there is a God who can restore to you what he, God the Father, has promised you. Amen. Let his word be true and every man a liar. I don't know. It sounds like a bunch of name it and claim it. Just juju stuff. If God says you're free because of the work of the cross, you can know freedom. If God says you're restored through his son Jesus, 
you can be restored. If God says healing is yours, through his son Jesus, healing can be yours. If God says peace can be yours, through his son Jesus, peace can be yours. If God says joy can be yours, through his son Jesus, joy can be yours. The reality of God's promise is always found in the person of Jesus. And so Bartimaeus, the son of honor, is sitting beside the road, and he hears chatter. He hears the sound of Jesus passing by. Perhaps the, perhaps the stories of Jesus' ministry preceded him. And he knew. He knew that the Christ, he, it had, it, 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 I suppose that we can, we can say that it was clear that he knew that this wasn't just Jesus of Nazareth because he said, Jesus, thou son of David, which was to say, you are the Christ, which is to say, you are the anointed one which is to say, you're the promised one. You're the one that we've been looking for. You are our healer. You are our restorer. You are our baptizer. And you are the soon coming king. He knew who he was. And so there was a shift within his spirit. There was a, there was, there, you, ever, you ever just know something's different and you just start getting excited, right? Man, there's so many things in earth that can just let you down, though. Like, I can remember watching, I don't know why I'm saying this, uh, watching the opening day of, of football for the Bengals. Man, it was electric until it wasn't. Oh, Lord Jesus. And so that was fickle. And so I'm not talking about fleeting emotions, right? I'm talking about, like, you can feel within you there is something's different. We talked about the Quakers today in, 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 at Garfield Middle School who got their name from quaking in the presence of God, right? We talked about what, what they believed would happen when the Spirit of the Lord came, came into the room and there was a tangible difference, right? You felt it in here. You felt it when the presence of the Lord, when the Holy, Holy Spirit, we, we understand that God is everywhere, but, but at times He is imminently close, right? It's the doctrine of imminence. He can be in a place in a special way where there's a tangible feeling of the presence of God. And no doubt, blind Bartimaeus is sitting beside and he's doing his usual beggar thing and something rose up in him. And he sensed, this is my moment. Everybody wasn't healed that day. But blind Bartimaeus was because he said, this is my moment. In our opening text, it said that Jesus was leaving. Blind Bartimaeus said, this is my moment. Can I tell you, Jesus never went back to Jericho. He never returned to Jericho. There wasn't going to be another opportunity. And blind Bartimaeus didn't need another opportunity because he said, this will be my opportunity. It is so easy to come into a service, oh, and to sit in a, in a, in a space like this and feel the presence of God, to feel the Holy Spirit, to have the goosebumps on the back of your neck. I know he felt, I bet you every hair on his body stood straight up. He didn't see it, but he felt it. He felt the goosebumps all over him. But can I tell you, 
Blind Bartimaeus wasn't satisfied with goosebumps. He wasn't satisfied with, with a good story to go home and tell his homies. Oh, no, no. He said, I'm not coming for a feeling. I'm coming for encounter. Presence isn't enough. I've got to see this Jesus. And so he begins to cry out, Jesus, thou son of David. And he must have done it in such a radical way that people got frustrated. Don't they always, the religious ones, when you start getting exuberant and passionate about the things of God, about the person of God, people say, oh, that's enough of that, isn't it? Can't you just settle down a little bit? Won't you just stop? My goodness sakes, I'm not even sure that's pleasing to the Lord, right? And so these people are becoming a proverbial wall. Can I remind you the last time we read about Jericho? And there was a great walled city. And can I remind you how that wall came down? Oh my God, my God. When there was, no, there was no hope for penetration, there was no hope to siege that great walled city. Oh, but there was a divine plan. You're going to walk around seven times and you're going to walk around in silence and you're going to walk around seven more times. But on that, on that last go-round, on that last day, you're going to lift your voice with a shout. Oh, what did blind Bartimaeus do? He lifted his voice with a shout. Opposition came. The walls came. They didn't care about blind Bartimaeus when he wasn't speaking up. They didn't care about blind Bartimaeus when he wasn't raising his voice. They didn't have anything to say to blind Bartimaeus when he wasn't crying out to God. But the moment he began to get close to breakthrough, all of a sudden the opposition comes. And, and, and this, is, this is what happens to you and I. The moment we get close to breakthrough, the opposition begins to stand up. And what do we do? Too often we sit down on our hands. The moment we feel, and I know everything's not in the feeling, right? But man, there are some times when there's just an unction to do something, right, in a setting like this. And God doesn't just move in settings like this, I'm aware. But we're in a setting like this, and often there's an unction to do something, a feeling, a, 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 a Holy Ghost just kind of nudge to praise a little more and to shout a little different. Sometimes it's demonstrative. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's quiet, right? And we're like, eh, it's kind of, well, people might think I'm a little strange. They probably already do. Why don't you just go ahead and get breakthrough? Why don't you just go ahead and get encounter? Well, they might talk about me. They probably already are. They probably already are. So why don't you just go ahead and get wholeness and healing? Hallelujah. And so the enemy's going to come when you start getting close to breakthrough. And you've got a choice to make. Are you going to be the, the blind beggar? Or are you going to be the son of honor? Are you, going to, are you going to live the life that, that, that people said you were? Are you going to wear the coat that man gave you? Or are you going to walk in the divine destiny that God has purposed for you? Each one of us will come to the crossroad where we have to decide that we're going to live the curse or the blessing. There's always two trees. It's either the curse or the tree of life, the blessing. There's always two trees, and the Lord gives us the decision. And blind Bartimaeus made a decision when they stood up and they said, you're going to be silent, when they begin to crowd around him, and they said, you don't need to bother the master today. He cried, the Bible says, all the more. Oh, my God, if we could just get that principle. Oh, when depression comes and his word has already set us free, when we're already walking in deliverance, oh, but depression comes again. Oh, I ought to stand up with my 
my back straight, with my shoulders back, and begin to declare what is the word of God over my life. Oh, that he's given me not to a spirit of fear, but of love and of a sound mind. Oh, when the, when, when the suicidal thought comes again, oh my God, I ought to stand up and declare what is the word of God. I shall live and not die. Oh my God. Oh, when the thought comes that my family's not going to be saved, they're going to go to hell. They're never going to come and, and know salvation. I ought to stand up and begin to declare as Joshua did. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to see revival. I'm not going to bow to the walls of Jericho, to the sound of the enemy. I'm going to declare all the more, God, you're good. You are who you say you are. Your word is true. Your promises are yes and amen through your son, Jesus Christ. Wow, it was, it's almost as if like there in Jericho that there was an anointing available to anybody who would just cry out. Oh, it had been there for hundreds of years. Nobody else had accessed it outside of the Hebrew children who walked around those walls of Jericho. But here's blind Bartimaeus. And he begins to cry out. And what happens? What do those people do? The people that told him to shut up. The very people that told him to be quiet. Brought him to Jesus. He couldn't go. Bartimaeus couldn't go. He couldn't go on his own. He was blind. The very thing that tried to prevent him escorted him. And this is a picture of the foolish wiles of the enemy who tries to use things to destroy you, tries to use things to prevent you from walking in your divine calling, tries to use things to throw you off track. But if you will refuse to accept the lies of the enemy, if you'll stand up with the boldness and declare, thus saith God, if you will allow, oh, that praise to be released from your innermost being, it won't be very long before the very ones that tried to prevent you and keep you back is going to be the very thing that ushers you in to the presence of God, to your divine appointment, to your divine destiny. I don't know what's against you right now in this moment, but I come to tell somebody don't stop praising. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop believing. Oh my God, you're too close to the master. You're too close to the savior. And it won't be long before the very thing that tried the enemy tried to use to destroy you is going to be the platform form oh for for your divine appointment with God and what does the Bible say because of the cry of blind Bartimaeus Jesus stood still he's leaving he's leaving he's not coming back but Jesus stood still in the middle of the cursed city because somebody had a cry somebody had a somebody had a praise even though their current reality didn't line up with their prophetic calling, they said, you are who you say you are. I don't have to stay here, and I'm not going to allow you to leave until I see you. 
Bible says that Jesus stood still at Jericho. Has he stood still at your Jericho yet? If you're in the room and you haven't surrendered your heart to Jesus, and maybe you're living all kinds of, all kinds of ways that you'd say, nah, he's not interested in me. Oh, no, he's going to Jericho's every day. He's going to Jericho's all the time. He's going to Jericho's day in and day out, and he's looking. He's looking not just to save you, to restore you. Not just to save you, to, to break off every curse. Not just to save you, to bring you back into your divine, prophetic calling to live out everything that he's promised for you and for your family. Do you believe that? That's accessible to you if you'll cry out. If you'll cry out. Amen. And so, in our text, we see that Jesus... Is going to stand still. And he's going to. He's going to call for this man. Can you imagine? The one who nobody knew. Except as a beggar. Now everybody's looking at him. The one who everybody wrote off. The savior of the world. Is in is inviting him to come close. I don't know who in here feels like you've been overlooked. You've been forgotten. You've been passed over. The promises of God are for others, but maybe not you. Don't you dare believe that lie. Don't you dare believe that lie. The same spirit that was in Christ Jesus at Jericho is in this room tonight. And whether everybody knows your name or nobody knows your name, there's one that's calling your name tonight. Did you hear me? There's one that hasn't forgot about what he said about you. Amen. I don't care how heavy the coat is that you've been wearing, there's not one in the room that he hasn't prepared his own coat for. There's not one who he hasn't forgotten when he knit you together in your mother's womb that he didn't have a plan and a promise for from the foundation, from the foundation of the earth. Amen. <clears throat> and so the responsibility then comes when Jesus says, bring him here. They began to usher him. The thing, the, the thing and the people that were trying to prevent him now ushering him to Jesus. Right? What is blind Bart? You've, you've heard this one preached a thousand times. What is he doing? He's taking off the coat. He's taking off the coat. Jesus didn't tell him to take off his coat. Jesus couldn't take off his coat. He could have. But it wasn't up to Jesus to do that. It wasn't up to Jesus to take, away, uh, to take away the bed of the man at the pool of Bethesda. He put away the bed. He put it away. Bartimaeus took off his coat. The question is, isn't 
whether or not Jesus is in the room, will you take off the coat? Will you take off the coat of shame? Will you take off the coat of the curse? Will you take off the coat of your past, of your pain, of the sin, of the identity that the spirit of this age has tried to impute upon you? Are you willing to take it off? The Bible says that he, he took it off. He took it off himself and began to make his way to Jesus. And he asked, he asked Bartimaeus, son of honor, what, what would you like me to do? I want to see you. Man, I just, I, I read that and I just think, Moses, right? Immediately my mind goes to Moses. Of all the things and all the things he could have asked and, and could have had, and he doesn't have anything, right? He's like, I want to I see you. I want to see you. I want to see your glory. I want to have an encounter with you. I've been in your presence, and I felt the, I want to encounter you. And the Lord heals him. I'm closing. You can play. The Lord heals blind Bartimaeus. The Lord sends him on his way. But what does Bartimaeus do? The Bible says he followed after him. I'm not going back to Jericho. I'm not going back to the side of the road. I'm not picking up the coat again. They can have it. They can have it with all of its hurt, with all of its pain, and with all the shame. I'm Bartimaeus. Can I tell you tonight that you can walk out of your Jericho? Because he stood still. You can walk out. You don't walk out alone. You walk out with him. He leads you out. And you don't ever have to go back. And I can't help but think that Bartimaeus, maybe he became a disciple. How else would we know his name? Like, how does Mark know his name? How did the others know his name? I wonder if, I wonder if Bartimaeus was in the upper room. Never went back to Jericho. I kind of think he was. And I'd like to picture Bartimaeus getting a new coat. Bible says in Acts chapter 2 that they were endued with power. That word endued means just to put on as a coat. I think Blaine Bartimaeus was probably in the upper room and he probably put on a new coat. A coat of blessing. A coat of the promise of the Father. Probably preached. I don't know. I don't know all that 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 his future held for blind Bartimaeus, but I know that all of his past was behind him because he followed Jesus out of Jericho.
because he decided that goosebumps weren't enough, that a good song service wasn't enough, that a feeling wasn't enough, that emotions weren't enough. He had to know Jesus. Amen. What about you tonight? What have people put on you? Where have you been living? And how is your current reality lining up to what the Father has promised? There's good news tonight. Jesus is standing still at Jericho. Amen. Won't you stand to your feet? Thanks for listening. If this message blessed you in any way, please consider subscribing and sharing this podcast with someone. You can follow us on social media at Haven Youth Church. We love you, fam. The best is yet to come.